Do you love women in charge dynamics? Are you ready to take your feminine dominance skills to the next level? To learn to dominate safely, creatively, and most of all, confidently? Looking for information on how to encourage growth, learning, and discipline in your power dynamic? Or maybe you want to learn how to really submit in a woman-led dynamic. Are wondering how to find the right dominant partner for you? And to learn and train to please her the best way possible. You're in luck. FLR, Femdom, and Women in Charge is happening online June 10th through 12th and is now open for registration. Get your ticket to get access to the special learning and interactive events leading up to the weekend. Enjoy Femdom-centered content to share and discuss. Plus, get your personal invite to a special Discord server to meet other Women in Charge enthusiasts, to get to know each other, and connect before and after the event. Find out more at womenincharge.info. That's womenincharge.info. Welcome to the Dating Kinky Podcast, a cast about love, sex, romance, and kink. Today's topic keeps coming up in my life. And when that happens, I know I need to write it out. I need to put it out into the world. I need to get feedback and comments and have discussions. Prescriptive versus descriptive relationship labels came up this past Saturday when I was teaching non-monogamy, easy as one, two, three, ten, for our local educational organization, Triangle Munch Group. I was specifically talking about hierarchy in non-monogamous relationships at the time. Then it came up again as Pet and I discussed a recent podcast by a friend of ours. And yet again, as we talked about our own journeys to where we are and how we live in love. So I'm talking it out with you today, and I'll probably have more to say again. Later, once I've heard from the comments how people feel about this and its effect on their own lives. Is your relationship style descriptive or prescriptive? Someone in a poly group I'm in on Facebook asked, how many of y'all are poly and how many are open and how do you differentiate the two in your own words when people ask? I answered, we are open and poly. We swing, we connect, we love, we play. We enjoy the wide variety that relating has to offer. I find that we work best with descriptive relationships rather than prescriptive. In practice, What that means is that I identify as ethically non-monogamous. It also means that when people ask what that looks like, I have to use a lot of words because polyamorous won't do. Neither will cuckoldress, pimptress, swinger, open relationship, relationship anarchist, or slut. Because while all of those words suit me, none are all that I am. And... My partner is himself as well, with his own rhythms and desires. Monday night, after a rough day at work, instead of having a raunchy night of sex, we sat on our balcony, watched downtown, and ate dinner talking. And this same topic came up from a different direction. A friend of ours with a podcast is on their own journey of change of identity, sexually and in their relationships and my partner had been listening to their latest. He mentioned that it seemed like a difficult path. 
And I said that I relate because I too like to live with what's known. And a label, once applied to our relationship, allows me to feel that I can know what it is and what can be expected. Also, how I can and should behave, which sounds way more you than I meant. But if I know what is expected, I know when more communication is needed or when certain things are just part of us. And I like that feeling a lot. In a life full of uncertainty and adventure, I like that feeling of knowing, of home, of certainty. But when it gets prescriptive and limits me and us, that's not good. It's pretty insidious because it's not always obvious when the agreements and descriptions become boxes and prescriptions, when what we want becomes what we are. But sometime after it happens, it becomes painful because humans aren't meant to stagnate or be the same thing for long periods of time. Even though the comfort of knowing is so tempting. So how do we spot when we are being prescriptive and change? That's a tough one. For me, it's when I or my partners are doing something good and ethical that still makes me uncomfortable because it's not us or not me or not them. When obviously it is at least part of me or us or them because we are doing it. And that is key because I love me and I love us and I love them. So there is something there to unpack and examine and learn and possibly get comfortable with, even learn to love. When I hear things in my head like, I don't, that's not like, dominance don't. That's not a part of an insert whatever relationship. That's not wrong, but it makes me uncomfortable. I don't know why I don't like it or anything related to how insert role here should behave. Now, not all of these things are always signs of boxing and prescriptive behavior. Some are though, and I look for them and work through what I'm thinking, why I'm thinking it and whether it matters the way I think it does. Sometimes that takes more than one effort. Sometimes it's a process. Sometimes it's all me. And other times it's something I turn to others with, like friends or the partners involved. Mostly, though, when I find something that doesn't fit how I see my life, I now look for ways to expand my life rather than cast away the new thing. I can always get rid of it later if it doesn't work or if it causes harm. But if I don't let it in to begin with, well... I lose out on the potential for learning and growth and experiences. Descriptive thoughts. When I introduce myself to a group when I teach or speak, I say that I'm a hedonistic, dominant, cuckoldress, pimptress who is polyamorous and monoromantic. I also at various times in various situations claim titles of slut, dork, genius, 
mommy, friend, lover, chaos, and more. And all of those have their own boxes and understandings that could either hold me back or grow my possibilities. I prefer the latter. And so now I look less often towards fewer words and more often towards more words that can expand my options. When I find one word that fits, I ask myself why, and I note the words I use to explain it to myself and others because that gives me even more ways to understand myself and others. And I try to be kind to myself and those in my life as we explore our words together and separately. Because life is messy, and what fit like a glove yesterday might be too tight today. And that's okay. And it may be scary. It often is for me. But that's okay, too. With the right people by my side and my faith in me to love and be loved, I can get through it all. After all, I'm here after 48-plus years. And frankly, I feel like the more I've learned to flex in my life, the happier my life has become. Not easier, necessarily, but happier. And it makes those around me happier as well, which does, in fact, make my life easier and more full of amazing possibilities. What are your thoughts? Do you describe your life to others and yourself, or do you prescribe how life should be based on the labels you've chosen? Have you found yourself being restricted by words and labels, even those you've given yourself, without even realizing how you got there? Do you feel that prescription might ever be more useful than description in certain circumstances? I'd love to hear your thoughts. Thank you for joining me today. If you love this episode, please share it with others who would enjoy it. And please do join me on our new apps available in the Google Play and Apple App Stores. Dating Kinky, it's built by kinksters for kinksters, poly, queer, trans folk, and anyone not quite vanilla, and it's free. Find me on FetLife as Nookie Notes, and on Twitter, Pinterest, YouTube, Facebook, and Medium as Dating Kinky. We're on Instagram as Dating Kinky Official, all one word. Also, find me on the new Moan app in beta for iPhone. I'm Miss Nookie there. T-H-E-M-O-N-A-P-P dot com. Have a kinky day, and I'll catch you next episode.